You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast that inspires girls and those that love them to grow in their knowledge, skills, and abilities while working towards becoming the most confident version of themselves. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs turned confidence coaches who are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. We're the founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. We're here to give them the tools to be resilient, problem solvers, and to simply be good people. Everything we wish we had access to at their age. We'll be sitting down with versatile guests to talk about things like how to manage expectations, bounce back from failure, even strategies to break up with a toxic relationship. We want this community to lift one another up. So starting right now, you get to practice reaching your hand back and bringing other girls along for the ride. Let's go. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, everyone. So we're about two weeks into this. Um, and just a little disclaimer, if it feels like we're all over the place with topics, we are. Because <laughs> well, this is new. That's okay. And we're getting our sea legs underneath us by just talking about stuff that's really relevant to where we are in business right now. I think you should check back with us in about 50 episodes and there will <laughs> probably- going to say 50 years. <laughs> we might be at this in Whoa. 50 years. And there will probably be more of a flow, but right now it feels really good just to chat about stuff that's really relevant to where we are with our girls, with the families we're mentoring, with what's going on in the world, and where we are with certain like continuing education stuff. Yeah. Well, and I was just going to say what Mary and I, what we love to do is if we get done with a coaching call or we get out of a training, her and I love to almost um, download download, yeah, um, with each other. And those are the moments that we want to bring you guys in to hear the banter between the two of us. And there's so many times where we're just in conversation <laughs> at like Starbucks or today we had to host a call from the bathroom because Jill's husband was working from home and that was the only space available for us. And the conversation was, it was fire so good. in there. We were and like, oh, this we is should where be recording. <laughs> this is where we need to press record. But today we're coming off a three-day training where we got kind of a refresher on some life skills. And within that training, we were talking about current events. One of those current events right now is the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And what you may get to know about Jill over the next 50 years is <laughs> um, the fact that she was a gymnast. So she loves anything gymnast related right oh now. Oh my gosh. The Olympic anything. trials oh, were... It, it literally is my Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I wait four years and I just, I'm like, oh, I'm watching all the docu-series leading up to it. Yes, I just, and and I get, you know, not only with gymnastics, but I'm enamored with dance too and cheerleading. Cheer. So anything like that happening in my life, whether it be me dancing on TikTok <laughs> or, or watching my nieces dance or uh, now with the Olympics, I am just, it, it brings me back. I was telling my husband, it, it actually triggers me. It activates such a large part of growing my, up for you. my childhood. Yeah, because you, I mean, practiced 
it felt like sun up to sun down. Yeah. Like you missed out on sleepovers and probably high school football games in order to really give yourself to that sport because it takes a lot of dedication, right? Yeah. So we were just talking about a docu-series that she was watching that was highlighting Dominique Dawes, who was a gymnast from the 90s. Oh, 96 Olympics. I'll never forget. Like, yeah, she was a magnificent seven. I bought the VHS tapes afterwards. I mean, they took that team took the United States of America to gold and it, it was and really put gymnastics on the map. OK, yeah. So it was split between that team in the 90s. And there was some dialogue around what's going on now, mm -hmm. because what's going on now in the Olympics was a bit of a rule change where they're only accepting Four. Four. Four candidates out from of, the US. Um, I mean, when you go when you look at all these gymnasts from the Olympic trials, I mean, former teams, it's been, you know, teams of nine, teams of seven plus alternatives. And listening to this rule change, I was I, I was flabbergasted. Like, no way only four people get to go. But if you look at track and field, Really, it's like top three go to. So I don't know if, you know, I don't know the rules of the Olympics and, and how, how deep they are, <laughs> the, the why's behind it. But I guess the point in that is like, okay, so like Jill, she trained and trained and trained, not necessarily to go to the Olympics, but dedicated so much of her life to this. Now, when you when you take that up a notch and you look at the candidates who have trained their entire life for this moment to then not even have the slightest chance to go. Dominique in this documentary was talking about how they need more mental coaching yeah. around the letdown that that is. Because could you imagine training for four years and then just being like, eh, sorry, rule, rule change. Mm -hmm. You have even less of an opportunity now. 100%. At that age, like that's a big, massive letdown. And she did. She specifically said something about needing mental coaching around that. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh, that's here. exactly what we do. That is what girls mentorship yeah. does. My husband legit looked at me and he was like, these girls need you. Like these girls who are so dedicated to their sport need the type of work that we do because gymnastics is only a part of their lives, but we adopt it as our identity. Oh, so much. So when, we can say that in any part yeah, of our life. So guess what? If you are training to be the top four, you know, greatest gymnast in the world, like the Simone Biles, it's like, oh, are, can I get there? Mm -hmm. And what happens if I don't? Then what do I do? And who am I? Totally. Who am I? Oh my God. I've I mean, identified myself as this for so long and now I'm actually going to, I'm going to give it up. But now what do I do? I, I have no idea who I am. Well, and we could go so many different directions in this conversation because we bring this topic to our girls a lot as far as do goals versus who goals, mm -hmm. right? The goal is the do. You're doing, you're doing, you're doing. You're trying to get to that next level. Maybe it's high school. You're trying to make the varsity team and you fall short or you hit the goal. There's mm -hmm. and or. What's next? Like that goal, your life isn't made when you hit that goal. So we, we think yeah, a lot of that's like the misconception of goals mm -hmm. is if we, if we reach that goal, we've arrived. We've made it. We're happy. Were, and then, you know, you're like, dang, I'll never forget. I want, I think I posted this on our Instagram the other day. This 17-year-old uh, kid, Valley Victorian, 
he was like, I, I, I wanted that goal. I wanted to graduate the top of my class. I wanted to be the person up here today giving the speech. And I, I that's all I did. So he neglected a lot of, I wouldn't say neglect. That's a poor choice of he words. He chose. He chose the goal, the goal over. over relationships. Yeah. So missing out on certain things, sporting events, um, maybe even like spending time with friends. Relationships. Relationships mm-hmm. to then pursue be being the valedictorian. And in his speech, it was so good. He said, you know, after I got my you know, my medal and my this title, my, my title and this, this sash that I'm wearing, whatever they call it. He was like, I thought I was going to feel something different. And I don't. And I don't. Well, and where does that transfer? That doesn't just go away. Obviously, Absolutely. It transfers to adulthood. It's like, if I have this car, if I'm able to make this amount mm-hmm. of money. Mm-hmm. So I think checking this in teen and tween years is really helpful to grow up to be the adult that strives to be be somebody within that goal. So that's the who. Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about is the do, the do, 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 do. But the who is who are you becoming in the process of reaching that goal, Mm -hmm. whether you reach it or not. Because there is a chance where you don't reach it. And that's where we're tying around this gymnastics talk around. Mm -hmm. And these, this is exactly what we go over with the girls and the families that we work with. So I just want to, I want to go over some of the important like targets Targets. for developmental tasks in these areas. So it's like we teach our girls to achieve competence. So have competence around whether they met the goal or didn't meet the goal and being okay with either outcome Mm -hmm. because they've done the work on themselves to be okay with either outcome. The other one Uh, we touch on is managing emotions. So how do we look at failure as a positive versus a negative? And that's in our podcast title, as opposed to WTF, I I messed up, I'm angry, I'm sad. I'm a failure, I'm not good enough. Of course this would happen to me. Mm -hmm. How do we look at it as? What's the lesson? Yeah, a lesson. And I don't want to say emotions are bad. Of course not. However, are your emotions appropriate? Are you giving the appropriate level of emotion for the circumstance? Mm-hmm. Because you want to be able to express emotions. We we want to know when somebody is sad or mad or angry or happy, elated, both ends of the spectrum, so we can appropriately address what's going on mm-hmm. and help where we can and not mask those emotions. Yeah. And not always strive for perfection. Oof. That's a bad P word. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So managing your emotions. Um, next up is becoming autonomous, which is synonymous. Ooh. I'm a poet and didn't know it. <laughs> um, for independence. So we obviously want our kids to grow more and more independent. So by the time they reach adulthood and have to take on the world, they're ready. They're prepared. We want them to find their identity in this arena that we deem the practice arena. Oh, and you teed me up perfectly mm-hmm. for the next. And it's establishing identity. So in order for our children, for our girls, whomever else is in your house, um, that is a tween or a teen, establishing their identity is so important. And of course, we as parents might not understand, why the heck are you dressing like that? 
you look like <laughs> it's 160 degrees out and you're you wearing a like hoodie. You look like a fool in that what hoodie are you doing? covering your eyes. <laughs> you know, take those earbuds out and talk to me and, you know, your pants are around your butt. You're sagging. You know, what the heck are you doing? And it's funny because they're morphing. They're experimenting. They're, ex- they're experimenting to find who they are so that they can be more independent. Because when they find who they are, we teach other up here, um, they have an easier time building interpersonal relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's a big one because we obviously want our kids to be able to communicate well and connect with other human beings in order to build relationships. But if they don't know who they are, they're going to have a much harder time doing that. Oh, totally. And then the next is clarifying purpose. So why are they doing certain things? Mm -hmm. Kids need to know why. They have to know the why behind what they're doing or you're not going to get a buy-in from them. Mm -hmm. So if they can clarify the purpose of an activity, be it small or large, they are going to have an easier time completing that task or working towards that task because they understand there's a connection being made in their brain as to why it's important. And I want to call out what you said, task. It can mm-hmm. be a chore. Yep. Or it could be them doing or like being, you know, an integral part of a team that they're a part of. Totally. But when I when I think of when I think of like them being on a team, I think of in order for them to be purposeful on that team, they have to be coached. They have to know their role. They need to know that, hey, you don't you don't go outside of this box when we're playing defense. Like someone's telling them exactly what to do mm-hmm. so that so they're clarifying the purpose of their position. Mm-hmm. So how do we adopt that same mentality as a parent? Ooh, that's good. Yes. Of being a coach because we can't expect them to be 13 well, and to did. feed themselves. We just had two episodes on parental expectations as well as societal expectations. Mm-hmm. So we'll get more into this coaching theory. Yeah on another podcast, but it's such a good call out to not direct and expect, but instead to take that coach approach Mm -hmm. and say, here's exactly how I want you to do it. Because we don't remember what it's like, or oftentimes we forget what it's like to be learning something for the first time. For the first time. And And that's where a lot of your teens are. (laughs) You guys, your teenagers are 13, 14, 15, and they don't have the experience to have the contrast. Mm-hmm. So clarifying purpose, the last one is developing integrity. We want our kids to have integrity, doing the right thing when no one's looking. Mm-hmm. That's important because if they don't know what that word means, that's when deceit sneaks in. That's when being dishonest and bringing in lies and trying to tell stories to cover something up because they think they're wrong. Mm. So uh, our coaching helps establish identity in all of those different areas. Mental coaching, the same mental coaching that Dominique Dawes was talking about when these athletes get that letdown. And imagine if not only not only girls, but I'm thinking like all kids can have these tools, how better equipped they are in any situation to make better decisions, to be more effective in their communication, to use their voice to be assertive, to say yes, to say no. Totally. And what I love is when we're going through these trainings and getting refreshed on this stuff, 
this is not just about teens. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is for us Was too. this a mirror for you oh the last God, three days? Totally, 100%. Yeah, I'm like, Ooh, Yeah, so I'm like, okay. okay, I definitely need to achieve more competence. <laughs> totally. I definitely need to mm-hmm. learn how to manage my emotions better in certain situations or not let somebody take up space in my head that doesn't belong there. That's free rent. We don't need people living there. And as adults, we fall to mm. these things. You know, sometimes I don't have in- independence. Yeah. I'm looking for other people's validation and external validation to to tell me who I am. But that's beautiful. For you to know that about yourself and to be able to call that out allows teens to look at you as authority, but also someone like, oh, she's just like us. As an equal. As an equal. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So humanize pa- it. Humanize it. So for parents, for me too, I'm like, I want to tell my kids when I mess up. I want to let them know what I'm working on and if it's working or not working so that they can also be like, oh, okay, hey, mom's mom's a human too. Totally. That's the experience. That's mm-hmm. the learning from somebody else right in front of you. Absolutely. Um, so let us know which one of these maybe you need to work on or you want to bring into your relationship with your child because this is the work we're in every day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can be so deep into it that we forget people don't necessarily know that these things are integral to raising the next generation of leaders. Absolutely. And with that, everyone, we want you to go out there and make someone's day. Go make someone smile. And we will catch you guys on the next episode. We see this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you're looking for more, head over to girlsmentorship.com WTL for the show notes. And if you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, We would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one or all of the next three ways. One, by sharing this episode with a friend or on your social media. Two, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review. And three, by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We share ideas, we ask questions. So if you're interested, we've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Facebook in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, remember, the more you know, the better you do. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship.